Good morning, loves. Welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. I'm Dr. Daff, and we have a special guest today on the show, Jackie Ina. Hi. <laughs> Jackie Ina is the co-founder of Forever Mood, which is a luxury candle line. She's also an OG YouTuber that did lots of amazing makeup tutorials and lifestyle content. And she's here today to talk about some wonderful thing. So I'm excited. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Of course. She's our very first guest. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. No pressure. First one. <laughs> I got to set the stage, honey. That's right. First and the best. <laughs> so I just want to talk a little bit about how long we've known each other. I've known Jackie since I was about maybe 10 years old. I honestly think we met earlier than that. Probably like <laughs> seven, eight or something. Yes. Like real, real, real young. Really young. Yeah. We attended the same church and she would always have on like, well, when she got older, <laughs> the nicest makeup. And I just remember just always seeing her with a smile and like giving you a hug at church. And then in college, we ended up like reconnecting. Yeah. Uh, so in high school, remember? No. Oh, yes. Remember? Like the one semester we yes, went to the same high school? we did. Wow. That was hilarious. Yes. Our lives have just been intertwined since childhood. It's amazing. Literally. It's amazing. So I'm just so happy that after all these years, we're still together. I know. <laughs> so as I mentioned, Jackie was an OG YouTuber and still is. She made lots of makeup content for women all over the world, but especially helping women of color to be able to embrace their beauty and learn about how to do their makeup and also take good care of their skin. So Jackie, it's been eight months since you recorded a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Where have you been? So I actually put up my first one last week. Yes. Since last year, it was like, I took a visible break. But the thing is, is I didn't really take a break because I was still posting everywhere else. I just took a break from YouTube. Right. And, you know, as a full-time content creator, like a lot of us don't just live on one platform. So YouTube was always my main one. It was always my main bread and butter. First of all, there's like multiple different things happening, which was the reason why I took a break. Okay. One, I felt like I can't put all my eggs in one basket, which okay. is, I think, smart. I think a lot of people were thinking about that in the past, like, two years, you know, just kind of forward thinking like, yeah, YouTube's great and it's my main platform, but like, I don't think it should be the only thing that I should be focused on. Okay. And so I wanted to kind of try other things and switch it up. But also I was just like really tired. I was just like really tired mm-hmm. of putting so much into a platform that I felt, and this is just my opinion and my experience. In the 13 years that I've been a creator, I've always felt like I've had to work a little bit harder than my peers. Actually, a lot harder. Those of you guys that have been following me long enough can probably see the very stark difference between the quality of content I put out as a Black creator and even Black creators in general. Like, there is definitely a difference in growth and opportunity, but rarely is there ever, like, a difference in quality, right? So, like, a Black creator could be doing the absolute most, putting out the absolute best content, teaching you things, and you definitely won't get nearly as many opportunities as some of your peers. Imagine experiencing that for like half a decade or longer, right? That was such a big part of my journey and my growth on YouTube. But I've definitely noticed that even though black creators often have to work harder when it comes to like having a relationship with platforms and just having a rapport with platforms, we kind of rarely get very much in return, I've noticed. So for example, I just feel like as a creator, you shouldn't have to work 
tooth and nail just to basically sit at the same table with people who were doing like a third of the work. I felt a platform that wasn't always like kind of reciprocating. And I feel like in the 13 years that I've been a creator, why is it that I still have to work just as hard to make it on people's explore pages mm -hmm. as I did when I first started? And I don't really feel like that's like, I feel like at some point you should get grandfathered in. And at some point, like you shouldn't have to like, like, I don't, does, I don't know if that makes sense. That does make sense. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yes, at some point and especially, okay. Cause mind you, there's a little bit of context. Like I have peers, I have non-black peers who are also in the industry like myself. Okay. And you just, you know, people talk and you start to hear, oh, like, I don't want to say too much because like it can't really be proven. But like you just start to hear that like other creators get special favors and, and special treatment. And I'm not necessarily saying that that is right, right. because it kind of isn't. But at the same time, it's like, well, why did they get access to these things mm -hmm. that other non-black, like other black creators aren't given the same like space and the grace to be able to benefit from. Does that make sense? It does. And it's interesting because I think recently there was a video put out by a very popular black creator who made Corey a video. Kitchen. Yes. The allegations I am levying towards YouTube are extremely serious and I'm taking this video extremely seriously. YouTube, you guys either play favorites, you are racist or it's a mix of the two. These are the three options, YouTube. Which one is it? Michelle, when I saw that video. Yes. Okay, everything that I suspected about YouTube, I had no proof. Right. I've never seen Corey Kinchin ever. I've never heard of him. I've never seen a video. I'm not on that side of YouTube. I'm on a very specific I think he's side. a gamer, right? He's like gaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's in like a very clean cut. Apparently he's like very reputable. He has like a spotless image, mm -hmm. no controversies. That's apparently that's what people are saying in the comments. Right. So I'm watching this video and I only heard about this video because someone had tagged me in it on TikTok. Okay. And they were like, oh, this is what Jackie Ina has been saying. Da, da, da. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me go see this because I'm like, oh, I'm like intrigued. What's this guy talking about? So I had no idea that this video was the viral phenomenon that it was take that was taking place at the time. Right. Everything that he said in that video, I've suspected, mm -hmm. but I've never had proof. So I'm wow. like, how is it that every creator yes. from different corners of the internet are all saying the same thing and we've never, like, how? It's not a coincidence. It's not. So the stuff that he was saying, I was like, aha, uh -huh, I'm not tripping. I knew I'm not, I knew I wasn't crazy. And there's even things that, like, I've experienced personally with my channel mm -hmm. and I've reached out to the platform directly and I've said, hey, like, I feel like this is going on. Can I get this looked at? I feel like this is my, my subscribers aren't seeing my content. Yes. Can I get this looked into? And when it, it would just be crickets. Really? I mean, it wouldn't be crickets per se, but it would be very, <laughs> no, butterflies. No, but it would be very much kind of like, oh yeah, we'll look into it. Oh, just like, just not brushing serious, you just off, brushing it off. Yes. But then anytime there's like an initiative or a diversity and inclusion. It's like, Guess but you're knocking you on your door. <laughs> Out of the millions right. of YouTubers, you know who to call. Right. So it's like, I feel like I've done enough favors mm -hmm. to make you look good. Mm -hmm. Why are you not like, why am I, why is my audience not seeing my content? Yeah. Why am I hearing about so-and-so getting all of these favors and so-and-so getting, and I don't want to say exactly what these things are because Again, but we know it, that there like, are exactly there are things that go on. Exactly, and it's and it's it things is that, things that help creators 
non-Black creators and their channels grow. Right. And it ain't got nothing to do with the quality because when you watch my videos, you know the quality's there. Quality's there. You know that the convert, like the content is easy to digest. It's yes. enjoyable to watch. Yes. Quality is second to none. Yes. Second to none. Enough. I've had 13 years to perfect and figure it out. Right. And then you see like other people that's and you're the... like, that's great, but like, What's going on? How did this get pushed? Like, it's just... And that can make you just lose the enthusiasm. Of course. Of course. Of course. That, and that's like a normal thing, I feel like, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, if you see, like, I mean, I'm kind of like, okay, I kind of feel like I have a formula. I have I have my flow. Right. People are obviously heavily engaged with the content. Why is... there? There's, some, there's a disconnect here. Yeah. So for me, it just kind of felt like, all right, let me just... Let me just give this one platform some competition. So they okay. don't feel like they have me. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they don't feel like they have me. Like I just and needed to kind of spread myself out and mm -hmm. just be visible everywhere else. So you mentioned you were tagged on TikTok. In the past year, I've still been creating content heavily. Sometimes I post like four times a day, but I've just been doing it on its own separate platform. It's been really fun. The funny thing is about some platforms, TikTok especially, TikTok is like notorious for this. These people do not even know who I am and I kind of live for it because they'll literally comment and be like, oh my God, do you have a YouTube channel? And I think it's so cute because it's like, oh baby, if you only knew. So that's your new, your new love? TikTok? I love TikTok. <laughs> Honestly, I love TikTok because it's like short. It's yes. Easy. It's not easy. Let me let me not. It's definitely, it's definitely not, easy. not easy. Yes, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's a different audience in a sense, right? Because Completely there's different. more young people on there, mm -hmm. fresh, and they get to see your personality. And you don't have to specifically be talking about makeup. You can yeah. talk about anything. Yeah, you don't have to. I think TikTok is great for niches, but mm -hmm. also you don't really have to have a niche to do well on mm -hmm. TikTok. However, I will say the same things that I do see on other platforms do happen on TikTok. It's the same thing. It's across the board. It's across the board. It's, it's every social media platform. That's disappointing. Something has to change because we've been having this conversation over and over. I know. And it has to change. I know. But we are happy to see you back. Thank you. We are happy to see you back. You. <laughs> yeah, I just needed help. I needed to, there, like I said, there was just so much going on. It was just like, girl, like, go do something else. Go. Yeah. Like, it was like I was running out of creativity. Okay. I was doing everything myself except editing. Okay. And that's very rare for, like, considering mm -hmm. the size of my audience, like, most people have, like, they outsource help. They have mm -hmm. a production team. Yes, they have they lighting. Do. They have gaffers. Like, I didn't have any of that. Right. And I was like, honestly, I cannot do this by myself anymore. I cannot do this by myself anymore. But I know what people say. Mm -hmm. Once you go down that road, they call you a sellout. They say you're corporate. They say you're changing. Right. They're saying, oh, it doesn't feel as authentic just because you're not. The it's just like, well, like, why do I have to do this myself? You shouldn't have to. to. And after a while, it takes away from you being able to expand and do other things because yeah. all of your time is being poured into something that you could be giving other people an opportunity to advance mm -hmm. it. Someone needs a job. Someone does need to learn that and just want to do it. And Exactly. And it's great to do that. People will always have something to say. So. True. Are you doing something special for your audience? Do you have something different that's coming yes. up? Or okay, yes, okay. So the I think the visible difference in my YouTube content now mm -hmm. is a lot more collaborations, which okay. is great. That's like great. actually bringing people on the channel and just getting out of the studio. Like it's always going to be about beauty for me. Like okay. I love beauty. I didn't want to mm -hmm. completely change the direction of the channel. Okay, but I wanted to talk about beauty in a different way. Like before it would just be sit down tutorial and review style. Okay. And those videos are fun, but I kind of feel like that style, that video creating style was kind of like getting a little quiet. I don't think it's 
dead per se. Sure. Because it's very popular on TikTok. I don't know if you've noticed, but that sit down stuff, like the way we used to do reviews right. and tutorials on YouTube is now huge on TikTok. Okay. So it's not dead. I think just the medium and the platform that it exists on is changing. Okay. So, but that was always the style of content that I would create. And I just was like, I mean, I can't do this forever. Like you can't do the same, th- you cannot do the same thing forever over and over again no, and expect to, to just still be excited about it. Enthusiastic. No, absolutely. I need to switch it up. I was like, I want to do like, what, what would it be like to switch lives with somebody or to like bring a celebrity on the platform and oh. sh- show their beauty routine and like do it with them. And just, I don't know. I just wanted to just something fresh. And also a little bit more grown, like a little bit more grown. Like my audience has grown with me. I'm 35. Yes. The things that interested me when I first started my channel is very different to the things that interest me now. Okay. Like I said, still beauty, but just like different, you know? It's always going to be beauty. Mm-hmm. That's great. Because, you know, we are a little, <laughs> we're just a little bit vain on the channel. <laughs> I like to reclaim vain as like a positive because it's like, as long as you're not like a terrible person, like mm-hmm. it's okay to like being invested in how you look. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it that. It just shouldn't be the only thing that you're invested in. Of course. In. I but, think that's but, the difference. But I think, but I think that the, the problem that I have with that, that in general, mm-hmm. is that people assume it's the only, like, why did you have to assume that's the only what, thing? It's like one or the other, right? because I'm, yes. happen to be really good at it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you don't gotta It's be unfortunate good. that people judge so quickly because if you are a beautiful woman, you put a lot of care into the way you look, people assume you have no personality or you're just super selfish and yeah. all these assumptions or you're mean or you're useless or you can't do this. There's so <laughs> much. It's, it's, it's not nice. It's not kind, but we, we like embrace the people who love being yes. glam, who love taking care of themselves. Yes. Like that. And everyone, I don't want to change that. Everyone is different. And I don't think you will change that. <laughs> no, it, ain't, it ain't going anywhere. It's about your beautiful brand forever mood. Yeah. Where did you draw the inspiration for the name from? I think it's a beautiful name. Honestly, we just started. So this is a great entrepreneurial tip, by the way. Anytime you think of a catchy name, write it down. Okay. So whenever we name like our candles and any, anything that we launch, Mm -hmm. I just think of a name and I write it down. And basically that's what, that's how the process started. And I kind of wanted to think of something that was very like modern and contemporary. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of brands now, like we're friends to this brand, but like summer Fridays. So they're very like either talking about like a day of the week or a time of the day. Okay. And I don't know, there's just something very like contemporary. Like even another another friend of mine her name's Tenny. She has a brand called Monday Born. Oh, that's So nice. I was kind of inspired by like that new age way of like naming brands, but also because it's called Forever Mood. It's kind of incredible and I have the candles burning behind me. Ooh, that's our summer collection. And that's a lot. The reason why I started the candle the candle brand and lifestyle brand in the first place was is because I wanted to embrace and really bring people into understanding like why scent is so important. Okay. And it really does I think envelop in how you feel. It involves a lot mm-hmm. of sensory emotion. Mm-hmm. Just like, what are you channeling when you're burning that or smelling that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So when you burn our candles, I want it to feel like a forever mood. Like, it's always going to be a mood, oh, you know? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yes. It just, and it ties in, like, and, and that's why we do so much visual storytelling with each launch. Mm-hmm. Because some people don't really know much about fragrance. So they'll yes. read these notes and they're like, okay, what does, that what mean? does this mean? Yes. So if you describe how something feels, they're like, Okay, I think I get it. Yeah. Like you may not know what bergamot is or heliotrope is, but you know the difference between feeling warm and feeling cool. Right. 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 You know the difference between like a hot, humid shower versus mm-hmm. 
a dry desert, right? right? Like these are completely two, two completely different types of feelings and emotions. So we wanted the brand name to kind of. So then they can just remember that emotion and channel that with candle. Exactly. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. lovely. Oh, I love it. (laughs) What have you enjoyed the most about starting your own business? I think I really like just being on the opposite side of creating something. Okay. And this is, I think, really important because my job has always been reviewing products and brands, right? For other brands. For other people. Yes. And I'm like, I'll be, I'll be laying it on thick. Like people know me to be very like no holding back, Mm -hmm. like raw and unfiltered, still professional. Despite what some people think I'm always professional, I would never just unjustifiably rip into a brand. But I think as the person who's always been on the opposite end of it, Mm -hmm. it definitely makes you respect brand owners and brand founders a lot more. Not that the respect wasn't visibly there previously, but you're like, oh, now I understand why things take so long. Yeah. Now I understand why when they wanted to restock this product, it took six months as opposed to two weeks. Right. You also, as a brand founder, learn when brands are not as honest and transparent as they mm. try to allude to be. Okay. So like when someone is like, there's always this whole joke when brand founders are like, oh, I, t- you know, I worked on this for five years. And it's like, girl. <laughs> You don't, don't, you don't believe her? I mean, because sometimes it's like, I mean, when you say worked on, like what exactly were you doing? Exactly. It's like right. the technology and the raw materials probably already existed. When you say right. worked on, you probably mean like it was an idea. Oh, or maybe the, started the idea. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean you're literally in the lab for five, 10 years. Like no. no. Most most of the time, it does not actually mean that. No. Now with certain products like maybe an SPF. Right. If you were innovating that, I would believe it because some products require a lot more formulating, a lot more innovation. Some things literally don't exist. Yes. So, you know, but like for eyeshadows, it's like, bruh, okay. (laughs) Five years to come up with a shade. Girl. Well, you know, I remember one of our friends, Ngozi, she has uh, a hairline. Yeah. And I remember her saying that she went to China to like research and studying the yeah. lab for years and it took her a while to truly just understand the whole process. That makes sense. Before even starting. That's very valid. So I that, think that would... I think that's a little different from like launching something and mm-hmm. saying this particular product yes. we worked on and sat on and formulated for three <laughs> years. And it's like... <laughs> It's highly, highly unlikely. It's not right. impossible, but it's highly unlikely. Yes. Well, they want to justify it. That's why it costs five hundred dollars. That's what it ends up <laughs> for me. For me, when they when they try to pose it as like a marketing, when right. they try to like make it seem like innovated or yes. like reinvented, it's like it's not no. likely. But yeah, no, starting like we launched Forever Mood in twenty twenty, but right. we have been like preparing for it. It's like 2018, 2017. Wow. We didn't actually like launch it until 2020. Wow. So yeah, that's very valid. Yes. Shout out to Guzzi. No, she's a pioneer. She's, she's amazing. A, what? Like her hair is hair? phenomenal. Phenomenal. Hair is so complex. It is. so competitive. And I, it's such a competitive market. So I can, yes. It could not be me. Hats off to Nguzi because she's for real like a pioneer. Yeah. And natural hair extensions at that. If like nobody for... was doing that. No. Yeah. And there's a lot of duplicates, but I haven't seen anything on the market as nice as hers. No. Heat-free hair. Shout out to Nguzi. Check it out. <laughs> what is Jackie like as a boss, as a manager? I, I don't know if really... I'd want you to be my boss. <laughs> no, you <laughs> like, know what? You need to be on time. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> when people follow me and they're like, I want to work for Forever Mood. I'm uh-huh. like, no, you don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> because Jackie, as a boss, mm-hmm. is always going to put you in the best position to succeed if you want it. Okay. Always. But okay. only if you want it. If you don't want it, okay. By sure. all means, I'll be hands off and you can go work somewhere else. That's, sure. That's your prerogative. No judgment. Okay. But, I mean, like, social media me and, mm-hmm. like, my, my personality, like, when I'm with mm-hmm. my family, when I'm with you, my mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Like, we're not here to giggle and kiki. No. no we like, get things to, done. We're here to work. Yeah. But always within reason. Like, what, one thing that I'm pr- the proudest of is mm-hmm. that a lot of my brand is about, like, wellness and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. How can I not reflect that behind the scenes? Sure. So when an employee comes to me and they're like, hey, like, start of my period, don't feel great. Can I stay home? Of course, without question. Like, it's not even up for discussion. Yes. And even, like, a recent... <laughs> one of our employees, she's my producer, like... Mm-hmm. She's been she's been going through it, but the the problem is, and shout out to Iris. We introduced Iris on my channel oh. a couple videos ago. I want to shout out my new producer, Iris, who's in the back. Do you want to say hi, Iris? Hey y'all. Is you gonna come on camera? Oh girl. <laughs> but the problem with her is that like she's great. She works incredibly hard. Right. But like Iris sometimes doesn't know when to say no. So oh. me and Dennis literally told her, "You don't have an option. You're taking a week off. You're taking oh, wow. vacation." And we just told her like, "You need to." <sighs> You we all to, need a boss yeah. like you. Really? But That's it, it, great. I try to be balanced yes. because I didn't have jobs like that that would be able to sense when, like, clearly I'm overworked. Mm-hmm. Clearly I'm going through it, right. you know, and just allowing me the space and the grace to just, like, okay, let me just recenter myself. Because at the same time, when you have a job and you're running on E, you can't even operate to your fullest capacity. No. So then your work starts to, it starts showing. And I'm not saying that that's the case with Iris because it's not. She's great. But I never want anybody on the team to feel like, we spread, work them to the ground, spread themselves thin. We only, only actively support people mm-hmm. in what they say they're willing to do. Okay. So th- there's a, previously another time where we had an employee that was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And we were like, okay. Like the person alluded to really wanting to take on more responsibility. Sure. But then left the company and said, we overworked them. And I'm like, but they couldn't handle it. You, it sounded good, but in reality, exactly. it was too much to handle. Exactly. Yes. So, and also the the person did not, in my opinion, do a effective job communicating when they felt overwhelmed. Oh, okay. So it's like, we can't do anything if we don't right. know, and we don't know what we don't know. Right. So if you're saying yes, yes, and then not. Sounds like they probably us. have a hard time confronting the, with the confronting piece. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. But it's easier no. just to leave. But that's unfortunate for them. Because you, you're so kind and understanding, you would have understood. Of course, like yeah. without question, like not even up for discussion. Right. Because I just don't feel like it makes sense to have people that work for the company that aren't happy. Right. Because then I don't gain anything from it. You don't mm-hmm. gain anything from it. Mm-hmm. And the entirety of the brand, like I just don't like the idea of having a brand that like presents itself publicly and then privately it's like people are worked to the bone oh, yeah. and exhausted. Yeah. I'm not here for that. I know. At all. Which is wonderful. Which is wonderful. Now, you work with your fiancé. Yes. What is that like? Because it can be challenging. It can be fun, but it can also be very challenging working with your partner, mm-hmm. just separating work and your personal time. So what is it like working with Dennis? So whenever people ask me for advice on this and okay. they ask, should I, you know, how do you feel about starting a business? Mm-hmm. Usually, truthfully, the answer I tell them is no, because... The chances of you having what me and Dennis have, uh-huh. like, I know this sounds really messed up, but it's extremely r- rare. Okay. And it works so well for us that I would actually 
not advise it for other people because mm. I feel like we're the exception and not the norm. Okay. And you can probably attest to this too because you have the business with your husband. Right. But it's extremely rare. Somehow it just clicks and it just works. We actually don't really clash when it comes to work. That's great. And Dennis and I play very different roles. So he started Forever Mood and I worked more as like the creative director and like the visionary. And like I come up with the sis and I do the storytelling. Right. But he does all the logistics. Well, at the time, he does all the logistics stuff. He does the hiring. Okay. Um, He also does the firing. (laughs) When there is a rare catering at the fire. I can't even imagine that. (laughs) Yeah. But he is... We're very much yin and yang. Like we play very different roles. And I think it works because we're both alpha, but not in a way that like we're kind of like clashing with each other. Okay. So we play the role extremely well. And I don't know how it works, but it just So let's say you had a situation where he had an idea for something. Yeah. Since you're more of the creative director, right? He Uh has an idea and you're like, heck no. (laughs) Right. Because you're so different. Right. You're you're so different. So your ideas are probably going to be a little different. How would you tell him? I don't really like that idea without affecting your relationship, because that that can be challenging. You don't want to hurt his feelings or, you know, but you really don't want that idea to come to life. (laughs) What do you do? I mean, I actually feel like Dennis is pretty good at compartmentalizing things. Okay, so if I say "Mm, I'm not into that, I mean, Hopefully he's being honest and forthcoming and he's not like putting on a good face. And then crying in the bathroom. Yeah, and then crying in the bathroom. (laughs) But like he doesn't take it as like, oh, this is like a a personal notch for me. Like he actually does really well. But I also think that he trusts that like I'm kind of the idea person. Sure. And then when he does present ideas, they're in line with either what we already do as a brand. Mm -hmm. Because he he knows the brand because he's a co-founder. So like he would never suggest something that's like, so far-fetched that it's like, babe, where in the hell did you get this idea? <laughs> right. So he does pretty, okay. he does pretty well, but mm-hmm. you know, the Leo in me is very like, I'm not like, if I, okay. if I don't like something, I will just tell you. Okay. However, however, mm-hmm. some meh ideas end up being awesome ideas. So I yeah. never like, okay. I never shut, like, it would have to be pretty far-fetched. It would have to be way off where I'm like, that's not. Where you would shut it down. Identity. Yeah. Okay. But for the most part, I'd be like, not seeing where you're going with this, but I put, let's put it in our back pockets. Let's, let's, let's flush it out a little bit later. Let's like develop that a little bit later. I like that. That's a good way to say it. Well, because I don't have all the answers to everything. It's true. Sway. I ain't got all the answers. Sway. So like, so I mean, I'm, I'm not a create, I'm not a genius. Like I'm never going to be too smart or too forward thinking to accept other ideas Mm -hmm. from other people. I just need to like, if the vision doesn't make, if the, if the picture isn't painted for me, I might be like, not quite seeing how that fits, but like, let's revisit, you know, let's revisit. That's great. So how do you stop all of the conversations that you have about the brand, like in other areas of your life? So let's say you're at dinner. Oh God, I do this all the time. Right. Because that can happen where every conversation now becomes about your brand and not about you Mm -hmm. and him. So how do you draw boundaries between the times where you're talking about the brand and times where you're talking about your own lives and everything that's happening with you? Because that can be really challenging. Yeah. Can be having dinner and he gets an email and it's like, what happened with forever? You know, anything can happen. And, and it's like, I, I'm sure. <laughs> all the time. I'm sure he has to be right. It's part of having your small business. You yeah. have to always be on. So how do you stop it from just taking over the relationship? 
So I think there's there's definitely levels to this. Okay. When you're first starting, naturally, you're going to be more invested mm-hmm. than you would under normal circumstances, right? It's only mm-hmm. year two for us. So right. it's like, I'm going to be a bit more forgiving because Dennis is definitely a workaholic. Like he does not turn the button off, mm-hmm. but that's because the business is so new that you kind of have to be that committed. Sure. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm just like, it's okay. Like I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. He gets up like two hours earlier than I do every day. Okay. Like- he's up and at it okay, and i don't take it personally because mm-hmm. honestly like i don't want to do all that <laughs> like, as long as they're taken care of yeah. like it's yeah. fine uh-huh. but however when it comes to like dinner for me i'm like an evening person so like after work hours mm-hmm. i don't want to hear that like right. if it ain't urgent i'll just be like babes let's not talk about work let's mm-hmm. how was your day you know yeah and then sometimes he'll like trail off and then start like the conversation will naturally get back to work and i'm like no no basis babes like how are you how are doing you doing and yeah. then he's like oh, okay. okay i got it I'm, I'm i'm going back into work but he needs that though yeah because he doesn't even realize he's doing it right. so I, i'm not gonna like beat the guy down about it i'm right. just like hey like i don't i don't want to talk about that right now that's good pass the corn please <laughs> chicken <laughs> like, you know because i feel like it's yeah. important especially for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. like we don't really have a clocking off moment exactly so balance is very important yes. and i just don't think i would be able to function like in even in a healthy way if mm-hmm. i just talked about work all the time it's not healthy Mm-mm. it's not you need balance that's good so what are some of the pros and cons of building a brand on a social media platform the obvious pros are you have a built-in customer base that is willing to give you a chance because mm-hmm. they trust you mm-hmm. if you are trustworthy because not unfortunately not every creator is is trustworthy sure. but you almost kind of get like a a leg up mm-hmm. which is awesome because when we first started candles it was like unexpected mm-hmm. but then i think it clicked for people that were like oh well jackie loves home fragrance and scent so they were like actually it does kind of make sense okay but i think they expected makeup naturally definitely expected makeup. they all expected makeup which is which is why when we first launched the brand name and we teased it because we didn't tell them we didn't just come out the gate and tell them candles we just like tease the name and i was like by the way before y'all get excited mm-hmm. it's not makeup okay and i wanted to just like shut that down just before anyone got you know their hopes high yes but i think the pros are again having the built-in like people who will give you a chance which yes. is nice the cons is that actually can work to your disadvantage as well mm-hmm. because people will assume because you have a lot of followers mm-hmm. that you're automatically going to be established and perfect and it's just not the case and, you know, this conversation has so many nuances because Black-owned brands get a ton of criticism. And in my opinion, I feel like it's quite harsh mm-hmm. because someone will say, Ugh, like, I just I just don't really understand why when people criticize our businesses, it has to be because we're Black-owned. Like, you'll experience that same thing anywhere. Right. What does me being Black have to do with the fact that shipping was late? Like, right. I'm not the one shipping the product. It's stuck overseas. Like, that's not, that's Mm -hmm. just the reality of, like, thousands of small businesses right now. We're all dealing with the same thing. Even designer labels, like, last year Mm -hmm. and the year before that, they were having, like, issues with products getting stuck overseas. Oh, yes. Shipping logistics. It's been a big deal. So it just, I think, can be hurtful when people will say, 
oh, well, you would think because you have so many followers, you have your stuff together. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to experience the same growing pains and the same startup issues. Mm -hmm. Every single other startup experiences me having millions of followers has nothing to do with that. Like it just does not make the process any more perfect, Mm -hmm. any more seamless. I wish it did. Like, trust me, I would love for you to have the product. Of course. (laughs) Like, of course. Don't you think I want you to receive it and post about it? Right. So I've noticed that that can come up. People will hold you to a higher standard because mm-hmm. you're so visible, because I you have see. more followers. And again, the being, I think, being uh, harsher to visible Black-owned brands. And I see this happen with other Black-owned brands as well. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole issue with Honeypot that was happening a couple mm. months ago. Was, I'm not. I'm not even going to get into I that. did not know that was Black-owned brand. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was a whole different thing. But yeah, I think just the the criticism can be a bit harsher when you have a lot of followers. Okay. And when you're like looked at as like a social media brand. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. And because you're the face of it. So they have a face too versus a brand that's faceless. Mm-hmm. You're black owned, but they don't know you're black or they don't know your yeah. face. Yeah. So it is it is a lot more difficult. It's unfortunate that it has to be that way. And I wonder if it's coming from black people or if it's coming yeah, from... So it it's black people yeah, being hard on black hard. brands, which is. is really, really sad. But the thing is, is I don't want to play into... Like the majority of my followers are also black people. Okay. So two things can exist exist at the same time. Like, it's not like I'm saying, oh, well, Black people, because you know how people love being like, well, Black people never support our own. I don't believe that. They I don't do. buy into they, that. They support. Most of my supporters, my diehards oh, yes. are Black people. Oh, yes. hundred percent. Black women specifically. hundred percent. So I don't yes. believe that. But also, yeah, the criticism is going to be harsher because these are people who see themselves in you. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like too close for comfort in a way. I see what you're saying. Like, it's almost like I relate to her, mm-hmm. so I'm going to judge her harsher. I see. And also the thing that can be unfortunate about a social media brand Mm -hmm. is if the brand does something that the audience or the customers doesn't like, they will attack me as a person. And I don't think that's okay. So like when we first launched and we were having, shipping was a mess because when we launched, we did not expect to get the amount of support that we did. And a lot of people were asking us like, well, what did you expect? I'm like, not this. Like there's no way to predict if a brand is going to be successful at all. I don't care what people think. I don't care how many followers you have. There's no way to predict if a brand is going to be successful. And if you do think that you're just so perfect and that your brand is going to just like clear shelves and empty carts, then maybe you need to get her that that that's what we call an, an inflated ego. You never want to assume. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you never want to assume you're gonna be an overnight because like I don't know. So when we first launched and people were buying the product like crazy, mm-hmm. we were not equipped. We didn't no. have the staff. We didn't have the manpower. Like we just weren't there. That's a blessing. It's a it's a good blessing, but a scary one nonetheless. <laughs> but instead of being like, oh, this sucks. I want a refund. It's like now now I'm a scammer. Now I'm a fraud. No, and then it so was quick, worse. It so was Dennis. To... Yeah. Oh, overnight. So quick. Dennis is a scammer. Jack and Dennis are fraudsters. Gosh. Um, it's like never mind the fact that like the product is that a like I'm confused. Like I'm I'm so confused. Yeah. When when when, when do we get hurtful here? because it's, per- it's that's personal. It's that's also personal. unnecessary. Yeah. And then a lot of times I've come to discover that the people who were some of the people that said the nastiest things, mm-hmm. you reach out to them personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Oh, they're so So sweet. So sweet. Yeah. I'm sure this was just a misunderstanding. Right. You just called me the B. Why did did you, like, why does it have to be one extreme? Right. Right. 
It, I don't understand. That I don't either. understand. Either. I don't. I don't know where that comes from. But I mean, they got it's your attention. Maybe that's Clearly. maybe that's the, maybe the goal. That's, maybe but don't do goal. that. That's not a good way to get our attention because she's yeah. not going to respond to people doing that anymore. It's not necessary. <laughs> and also, like you don't like you can look at my content, mm-hmm. look at the comments, and see I respond to like. Every type of content. Okay. I mean, yeah. comment. Yeah. I'll respond to people who have questions about product. I'll right. respond to people who are just being sweet. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say something like inflammatory just for shock value. People do it for like retweets and shock value. Ah, really. I see. I because see. Especially when someone's like well-liked. I, I feel see. like people, I feel like there are people who get off mm-hmm. on being like the unpopular opinion. So they'll say stuff oh. to like... Oh, you guys' yeah. fave is a scary. It's just like, yes. you can just see right through it. So that's why whenever I see stuff like that, I always just reach out to them directly. Let me just fix this and get you a refund because you clearly are disgruntled and whatever. Like, I, I actually try to take my personal feelings out of it. Right. And if it's a real customer, I'll just hit them up and just resolve it quick. So when yeah. people are just like, I know, unnecessarily nasty mm-hmm. and like that, that can be hurtful. Yeah. Because so I, I don't feel like you need job. to come after someone as a person like if you're upset every dollar is valuable as a customer so I get it like I get I understand how it feels to like just want the product or Mm -hmm. you just want your money back I get it yes but you ain't gotta do all that and like you said it's hard to know exactly what goes into a product unless you have a brand unless you have a brand and if you don't you just think it's just some easy thing that she has at her house and she doesn't want to send it to you (laughs) and it's just not the case I know but you've done amazing in terms of just being able to balance that so being as that you have to deal with so much on social media, just from your presence to now your brand and just having a blog channel, maybe just even your personal life. How do you take care of yourself in terms of your mental health? So that way you are able to separate yourself a little bit from what goes on online versus your personal life. So this is something I've been implementing lately, but I treat social media like business hours now so okay. I try not to like lo- well I don't ever get on social media first thing in the morning mm-hmm. sometimes I can go hours without actually checking Twitter checking t- uh, TikTok mm-hmm. checking any of the platforms I treat it like work hours work time like I a lot times of the day instead of just like endlessly scrolling because even sometimes if you see something online mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily about you don't you feel like weighed down when you just just reading negativity online in general? Yes. So for me, I kind of have to be like, oof, this is not, I, I don't want to be a person who's like chronically, that's what people are saying, the Gen Zers, they say, you're chronically online. And when they say that, I know <laughs> what they're talking about. Right. Just the people who are just like, they know every morsel of what's going on, when it's happening, why it's happening, where it started, oh when goodness. things go by. They know they're chronically online. That's too I don't much. want to be that person. No. So I just log off. Okay. I log off. Okay. I put my phone down. That's good. I put my phone down. Are there ever times where, let's say you post something and you just choose not to even read the comments until like a certain time of the day or not at all at times, just so that you're separate from the content? Or do you mm-hmm. like to really be hands-on when you do a post or you do a video? Yeah. I do like to post stuff and mm-hmm. then just kind of camp in the comments just to make sure everything looks okay. Because okay. you never know, like, you could have, like, a nip slip or something. You just want to okay. make sure. Because, okay. like, people in the comments, the first comments will tell you the tea on, That's like, true. just to be safe. So That's I just true. try to, like, make sure not, there was no, like, mistakes or errors in the video mm-hmm. or anything that needs to be taken out of the video. Okay. So that's what I wait around for. Okay. And then after that, I'll just kind of let people 
do what they do. Okay. I'll check back in like every other hour and just say, hey, like in case people have questions and stuff. So I'll kind of do that. But it's very, it's not like I sit there for the first hour, scroll, refresh, refresh. No. That's good. So when you first started YouTube, I remember, well, I don't know if this is when you first started, but I remember years ago when you were working at Mac as a makeup yes. artist, then you were doing your YouTube videos and there was a lot going on even in your personal life with, with your family, maybe them not understanding why are you doing YouTube and why are you doing makeup and all this stuff, but yet you were finding success there. How did you manage just the perceptions of people with what you were doing, especially looking back now, how, where it's brought you, how were you able to mentally manage other people's thoughts about what you're doing mm -hmm. versus the reality of what you're doing? Well, the reality is when I first started YouTube, like I wasn't actually career successful until like year five, six. Okay. Like I wasn't actually making livable money until like well over half a decade. Wow. So that's a long time. It's a long time. And people would not think that. No. They would just expect that you're rolling in money. No. Because you have a, not, a lot of numbers. No. Oh, no. And especially back then, like it wasn't as easy to monetize as it is now. That's true. And I think what's, which is great because like now you don't need to have millions of followers to make like a good living on social media. Like we've come a long way. But back then... Yeah. No, no, no. You needed to, like, if you didn't have 500K, no one cared. I'll even sit, go as far as to say, like, back when I first started in 2009, if you had, like, 100,000, that was That was huge. a lot. That was a that lot. That was huge. <laughs> yes. So I was finding my flow and not quite doing it full time. So in the first mm -hmm. couple years, I mean, you know how the climate was back then. Like, it was actually kind of cheesy to be a blogger. It was fun. <laughs> no, it was fun, but yeah. it was, like... For people who didn't, oh, who do didn't it, know it, they they thought it was so strange. They thought it was so strange, especially Africans. Like they yes. don't really like. They're like, okay, so when are you gonna go back to school? They don't. They don't. They see one or the other. Yes. They don't understand like the nuances of yes. having hobbies and stuff, <laughs> like no. doing stuff that's not just workaholic <sighs> stuff. So it was. Uh, I would just try to change the subject. Like whenever people would mention it, because like you'd go to these family parties and people would mention your videos mm -hmm. and be so embarrassing. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. Did you ever get to the point in your life where you ever felt like you needed therapy just to deal with so much going on, being someone who is online? I mean, you're constantly in people's faces. People think that they have the right to talk about the way you look, the way you sound, the way you speak. I mean, everything is judged constantly. And then you have your personal life and whatever's going on there. Do you ever feel like you ever needed to talk to someone else who was just away from all of this, who just was just totally separate? Yeah, I think therapy is so important if you're a content creator. Okay. Especially if you have a lot of followers. I think it is incredibly easy to kind of get sucked into... You, because here's the thing with, 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 when it comes to having like a big following, mm -hmm. you have, sometimes you have two extremes. You have people that are like overly positive that you can get sucked in and consumed into that, mm -hmm. which is not always a good thing. I hate to say it. Cause you need balance. You need people who are checking you, holding you accountable, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. And you also have the opposite extreme where people are just really disgusting and nasty and can har and be borderline harassing towards you. So I think navigating that path without, Outside unbiased, like professional help is incredibly challenging. So mm -hmm. I think therapy, like I encourage it. I encourage it for everyone. Yeah. If you have access to it, I know therapy is not the most, unfortunately, the most accessible thing it should be, but I think it's a non-negotiable for like every living being, especially black women in America, black women globally, but I like agree. we need therapy so bad. And, and men, 
Yeah, especially <laughs> men. Especially, especially, especially y'all. Men. But yeah, it's like yes. crucial. It's very crucial. Because sometimes you just want to like talk about stuff and like, mm-hmm. no, you're not crazy. No, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm valid in experiencing this. Like, why does it, why do I experience this? Mm-hmm. Why does this remark trigger me? Why is it that when someone says this, it bothers me? Mm-hmm. It's know? so freeing to be able to understand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Helps. During my baby shower, when you came to my baby shower, you left a beautiful message for me. Like eight, nine? Sure. It's been that long. I just want to say to both of you guys, I know we're here to celebrate the baby, but as parents, make sure you're taking care of you as well and each other. And I wish many blessings to both of you guys individually and as partners, as marriage partners. And I just hope that you guys never lose sight of that long after parenthood because that's never And babies are cool too, but we got to take care of, you know, we got to take care of ourselves. So many blessings to you guys. I love you guys. And I'm just so happy to celebrate both of you. It was something that you told me. I don't know if you remember, but you said that when I have the baby, it's really important that I take care of myself. You said, you know, having the baby is is great and everything. Being a mom is wonderful, but always make sure to take care of yourself. And I remember that because it is so challenging to take care of myself. I remember you saying that. How do you take care of yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling maybe mentally bogged down? What do you do to just allow yourself to feel better in terms of something that maybe other people could take inspiration from? So this probably isn't a good thing, but <laughs> unfortunately my method of of taking care of myself usually ends up being like isolation. Like I just need to be by myself. I thought you were going to say ice cream. No, unless no. <laughs> it's vegan because I don't eat dairy. But I saw like a quote, apparently it was like from a therapist that said, if your method of like, taking care of yourself is isolation. Or I think it said something like, if your method of dealing with anxiety is like isolation, then Mm -hmm. you're probably like overwhelmed as a child or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't remember exactly what the quote is. I see what you're saying. Commented or whatever. But um, I was like, wow, I I do kind of like mentally check out. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in this corner. Like phones off. Like I just completely... You need to fall off the grid. I need to completely pull away. Mm -hmm. And my fiance is really good about being giving me enough space. Cause I actually, when I mean isolate, I don't mean him. Like I don't, I, we live together, obviously. Like mm-hmm. I don't mind being around him. I actually prefer it. Okay. But, and he's like the most, he's my comfort zone. So when I need to pull away from people, it's not him. It's okay. actually the opposite with him. Okay. But in general, like, you know, not answering text messages and it's probably not the best because people mean well and they want to like see if I'm okay. Right. But a lot of times in the moment, like I kind of can't, like I just, you need You're overwhelmed. Time. Yeah, sometimes I just need to be by myself. So that's probably one of the things. Maybe I can improve on. Maybe I'm doing right. I don't know. Some I people, think that's. I think it's a good thing. You're recharging. Oh, yeah. And um, you're taking time to think about your situation. Think about how you feel. I think it's important that you're able to do that. And I think that that's actually something that's a luxury because not everyone has the ability to be able to isolate. Yeah, not everyone has true. a space to be by themselves. The the time mm-hmm. to be by themselves. I mean, it's it's a good thing that you can do it and that you do. 
Yeah. I don't think that's something that you should change. As long as the people who you love know you're okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. what's I, important. I, I don't just completely fall off the radar mm-hmm. where I'm just like, okay, where were you? Like, <laughs> st- staying in a hotel for two weeks? No. <laughs> but also, to your point, I think because, you know, I come from, like, a big family. Mm-hmm. So I was always, like, my entire life has been, like, sacrificing my time and myself mm-hmm. for other people right. as, like, the, the third parent, you know, firstborn immigrant child, firstborn immigrant daughter. But always having to give myself and be available to other people. So now that I'm an adult, mm-hmm. you don't really unlearn that behavior. I, I, reference, I reference my childhood a lot because that's a long time to like yeah. have the same learned behavior. And then when you have the ability to live by yourself, you're like, okay, I'm going to recluse now because I've never had the chance to do that. And it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to like unlearn that. Oh yeah. Cause you're so used to like the opposite treatment yes. for so many decades. And then you get your own space and you're like, perfect. <laughs> Don't Perfect. Me. Don't text me. Yes. I'm out. Absolutely. It's it's so important that even if you, I think, live in a place where you have a lot of people and you have the ability to leave Definitely. every now and then, whether it's just to go to a hotel for a day or on yeah. a girl's trip, it's nice to do that just to be able to have your own space. As long as you're not like hanging out at like random guys' houses. Yeah. Because put yourself in a weird Yeah, just just to not be home, just right? To not be home. <laughs> I'm unwinding. <laughs> right. At the four seasons with some random producer guy. <laughs> no, girl. Take you take you about home. Take yeah. you talking about how much of a luxury it is to be able to be by yourself and just unwind and light a candle and relax. I consider that a luxury. Mm-hmm. What do you think is luxury, especially as a black woman, because I know black women a lot of times don't feel like they deserve to have luxury in their lives because maybe they see luxury as certain things like mm-hmm. having a lot of money or having very expensive bags. What is luxury to you? This is the controversial question of the year. Is it? It's been like a debate. <laughs> really? You know the whole black women in luxury has oh, been like, yeah. do black women enjoy stuff? Notice how... The, the conversation changes. The conversation shifts. Inter- I, just, I just find it interesting. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I just find it interesting. Well, tell me about it. What is it that you see that's interesting? I know we hate the L word, but, you know, Black women in luxury has been sort of a whole movement, even though I don't really think it's a movement. My life is very, very different now to how it was when I first started my channel. And to me, it's kind of like, well, why not embrace that? And why not? show people the ins and outs of the things that I enjoy doing outside of beauty. First of all, to me, I think luxury is not like, luxury is like time, luxury is access, luxury is, like I don't see luxury as just like tangible things. Right. To an extent, right? Right. But then there is the literal definition of luxury, like a bag or an expensive pair of shoes or expensive real estate. Yes, those are also luxuries. But luxury, I think, is a bit of a sort of ambiguous term. Mm-hmm. It's not just tangible stuff. But the conversation that I find interesting is that there's like this whole, you know, niche specific type of content mm-hmm. on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube about Black women in luxury. Okay. And I find it interesting that a lot of the criticism about this type of content mm-hmm. is that people will say, well... You know, everybody doesn't relate to this, which is true. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say this isn't going to dismantle racism or white supremacy, which is true. Okay. But my question is, why is that her responsibility? Like, yeah. why is that on the individual women that you follow on Instagram? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to dismantle systems they literally did not create. Like, I'm confused. And also, like, the same could be said for every genre and every category of content on every platform. Right. Not everybody's going to be into gaming. Not everybody's going to be into makeup. Makeup is not relatable for everyone. No. Do you think that that niche of Black women in luxury was something that was needed in the Black community? I don't know if I think it's, like, I think needed is probably, like, a strong word. Mm -hmm. But I think it's okay. Like, I think it's acceptable. I think every type of content that makes Black women look good, period, is okay and acceptable. I think 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 that's a bad thing. I I think think it's it's a positive. positive. As long as the person isn't, like, doing something that's not authentic to them. Because if you're, you know, maybe taking pictures in front of things that aren't yours, like... (laughs) Like, okay, girl, like, we get it. We get that you like the aesthetic, but it's a little weird. Like, it's a little weird as long as you're not, like, faking it. Sure. Just to say you're in the crowd. Right. um, I don't see the problem with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why is it that seemingly anytime Black women enjoy stuff, Mm -hmm. there has to be, like, this repelled, oh, well, that's not. Because, okay, so this is the reason why I feel like the conversations that are against Black women in luxury, in my opinion, are a little, they're very interesting because I, for years, did not make a lot of money on social media. And I couldn't always afford to get my nails done. My hair didn't always look perfect. I didn't always wear nice clothes. I didn't always wear nice stuff. I didn't always have a nice apartment right. or a nice place to live, period. But I was still creating content. Okay. The way people would talk about me, they would dog me out. I mean, because you're a social media influencer, you're supposed to be perfect. So it's oh, such a like double edged sword. I see what you're saying. Where like if you don't present yourself to have a lot of money, but you have a lot of followers, why do you live in that apartment? Where's your furniture at? Oh. Where's this? Where's that? It's like such a double edged sword when you're a creator because people will get in the comments and make fun of you for not being perfect and not being rich. Right. But then when you're rich, they'll say you're not relatable. But then when you related to me, you dogged me out right. and talked about me. <sighs> so it's like, I just feel like y'all just criticize everything black just women do. to do it. So you might as well do what is natural and authentic to you because Absolutely. they're always going to, they're always going to find something. Like they're always going to find something. But isn't it inspirational for someone to see you as a young woman just in Hawaii, doing makeup and not having the nicest clothes and the nicest house, the nicest nails, and then seeing you today in a beautiful place and beautiful makeup. And isn't it inspirational to see? Wouldn't someone just look at that and say, wow, look at her. She did that. Maybe I can do it too. I mean, you would think. I mean, that's, I <laughs> it think would that's, inspire me. that's how I would see it. Yeah, I think it it's would inspire me. It a inspires me. Thing. I love to see someone who, you know, started from, well, for me, I started from nothing. Like, I didn't have nothing in my name. And I do enjoy the the blossoming yes, of people, their personalities, their careers. Like, I, it's like, wow. And, and also, like, being there from the start, I think, is really cool. So that definitely inspires me. Maybe not other people, and that's okay. But if it's not for you, minding your business is free. Like, I don't understand why it bothers people so much. Well, I, I think really there's don't. some, I think there's an element of jealousy sometimes when it comes to luxury because yeah. people maybe can't afford it. Or sometimes people who do like certain things maybe come off as materialistic and people have a problem with that. Again, because I think that there's some jealousy involved. Maybe they wish that they could buy this Louis Vuitton bag or go to this expensive spa. Right. And I think that that sometimes gets in the way of being able to draw from it because yeah. 
again, some young girl in Chicago maybe that lives in a really dangerous neighborhood and sees something like this could say, wow, I didn't know that I was able to get a massage while I'm pregnant or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. My best friend got pregnancy massages. Yeah, like maybe they just see something that's like, this is an interesting thing that I would like to have one day. And because I see this black woman who's able to do it, I'm putting it in my mind as something that I want to do in the future, as opposed to not seeing anyone do it. Anyone that looks like that you. That looks like you yeah, do it, right? You're going to think it's not possible. Exactly. But I think that's probably why the content repels people so much. Mm-hmm. For the most, not fully, because obviously it's such a viral, like everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who really support mm-hmm. Black women in luxury, just like bougie Black girls. Like they're here for it. But mm-hmm. I think on the opposite end, it doesn't hurt to see someone who looks like you right. experiencing those things. And it doesn't right. always inspire other people. That's okay. I just don't understand why did the conversation it's like people start bringing up systems and isms and it's like, but those things existed before. <laughs> like, I'm confused. Like, we're losing the plot because yes. these things existed before right. and then these, these things will exist after. We didn't start the problem. Like, what do you expect? It's like this rat race of like always trying to like be good enough, accepted. And I think people have a problem mm-hmm. with successful Black women being proudly successful. What's crazy is like for a very long time, mm-hmm. I knew that once people knew I was doing good, like I knew that their perceptions would change around me, even if nothing else changed. Absolutely. I knew. So there was a lot of stuff that I never posted. Okay. Never shared. Okay. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. Because I was just like, nope, strictly here for makeup, strictly here for beauty. I see. We're not going to do luxury unboxings. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. They can't handle it. never show it. They can't handle it. And it could even be people in your personal life, right? Oh, that's a whole different A whole different (laughs) But, and I knew once they see those things, mm-hmm. if I did nothing different, mm-hmm. they're going to say I changed. Wow. Just and because you could afford it? Yeah. Yeah. I see. And that's exactly what some, not all people, that's exactly what people did. And so when I posted my first video, my, my coming back video to YouTube, yes. someone was like, you know, I stopped watching your content because I feel like you were materialistic and da 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 da. What's so funny about that statement uh-huh. is that why do you get to judge my character just because I can afford a better quality of life? Because what does materialistic even mean? We all buy the same materials. You're just buying maybe a better. I have access to more <laughs> stuff. It doesn't it's mean not... it makes or like it doesn't yeah. mean I dream about Louis Vuitton bags or Birkins. Like it doesn't mean any of those things. Like when people, I I just feel like these words are so coded mm-hmm. because it's like, what does that even mean? Material like what makes me materialistic? Because I can afford stuff that doesn't automatically make me materialistic. I think people consider a person materialistic if they. Flashy. If they flash it, if or if they buy a lot of something that's but expensive, is it, but is it is it? Am is I, but am I flashing true. it, or do you see it because it's there? Right. So which one is it? That's what I'm saying. It's like that may be a big deal to you, mm-hmm. but that's like not that big of a deal to me. It's one of many. I don't care. It's just a bag. Like I don't. I'm not emotionally attached to my stuff. I have nice stuff, mm-hmm. but the stuff will come and go. I don't really care about the stuff. Right. I ha- I I buy it because. Fortunately, I'm really blessed and I have access to it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the bags over my fiance. Like it doesn't work that way. And you know what, Jackie, something about you that I think is so beautiful is that you give back a lot. And I'm not even saying that one has to, Mm -hmm. but you visibly give back so much. Even when you were starting off, I remember you would go and 
help women who were in shelters and you would do their makeup and you would donate. I would come to your house and you would have boxes and boxes of things that you were donating to people, like nice things. Yeah, we still do. And it's like, even, I mean, no one has to even see or know about all the things you do because you've done so many things, even for your followers, you've paid for, I mean, they don't know half of what you've done. And I think that's unfortunate as well because people just assume, okay, yes, you have all this money and you're buying all these bags, which you could do and never help anyone a day in your life if you wanted to, but they don't see the other side either. I feel like people see what they want to see, honestly. I feel like people just see what they want to see. And like I said, once people realize like, oh, she's successful now, like I can't really like her. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I know it's, it's, it it is a very first world problem. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's the worst thing to be called, but it's (laughs) It's kind of like, ah, that's disappointing. I think it, it hurts more if it's someone that you probably know personally. I think it used to. Okay. And then I started realizing that's a you problem. You're going to have to sleep at night thinking that about me because <laughs> I'm not here to prove, yeah. disprove yeah. anything that you made up about me. Or bring yourself down or bring yourself no, down just I'm to please, just no. to please because, the person. No, because you've seen like my upbringing. Yeah. I don't remember if you ever visited like my childhood house. I didn't. A hot mess of a house. <laughs> I didn't visit it. But I, I mean, I know that you came from such humble beginnings, which I think it's just so beautiful that you're able to rise from that. It's so inspirational. Like for me, I would draw as much as I could from that and say, how, how did you do this? And that would be what I'm interested in, not being jealous and upset that you have it. I mean, my goodness, I, I don't even know how you did it. I, I don't even know how the hell I did it either. (laughs) But I just feel like it's so, it's crazy because like your whole life, you struggle, you struggle, you struggle, you struggle. And then if you're, fortunate enough, you make something of yourselves, Mm -hmm. then you struggle to prove you're still human and Mm -hmm. likable because of it. I know. So it gets to a point where it's like, no, you're done. Nah, we're good here. Like, you're good. We're good here. Like, I've, I've, I've had enough, I've had enough stuff to deal with. I've had enough struggle. I've had enough, you know, being in the trenches, like mm-hmm. I'll be damned if I work this hard mm-hmm. to get here to still be miserable and and not like myself because of how other people pursue me. Mm-hmm. No, you can keep it. That's a personal problem. Mm-hmm. But I also think that's maturity. Like with mm-hmm. maturity, you're just like, okay, like you were going to think that anyway. Yes. Like I've been on the flip side. I've been the one that everyone loved. And then I've been the one that everyone hated, not fully, but like, you know, just like dragged, canceled. Mm-hmm. I've been both. And when I start to realize, like, you were going to do that anyway. Yeah. You're just waiting for an you opportunity. Just needed a, you just needed, needed an opportunity. Yeah. So we're yeah. good. I don't yeah. have to prove anything anymore. Like, you you already had your mind ra- made up. It's okay, sweetie. Like, you're not a bad person. You're just a little misguided. Maybe a little angry. Maybe you got something going on personal. Don't take it personal. You just move on. Because yes. that's their cross to bear, not mine. No, that's good. And that, to me, is a real luxury, is being able to have peace of mind. Yeah. Luxury. Peace of mind <laughs> is the number one luxury. Yes. That, I think, is probably the number one thing that was on my list was I really wanted peace of mind. Mm. I didn't want to, like, go to sleep at night worrying how I was going to pay for stuff, how I was going to eat in the morning. I know. Having to juggle things like rent or food. Mm-hmm. I never want to experience those things again. It's not fun. I know. I never want to experience those things again. I know. And I have. And I think when you are that rock bottom... And then you finally have the peace of mind that you worked so hard for Mm -hmm. and you are still worried about being liked. You have to pick, okay, this is not, it it just, I I can't do this anymore. Like I can't put other people's perceptions of me, number one, Mm -hmm. because you'll always be miserable. You don't have the control. No. 
I have no control over what people think of me. Yes. Well, I think you're wonderful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Relationships. You are engaged. Show me that ring, girl. Ooh, wee. That mm-hmm. ring is so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so is yours. Thank you, girl. I really, it's like super shiny. I know. <laughs> so you are engaged to Dennis. Yes. And you had a beautiful engagement. Where You were in what country? We were in Santorini. Santorini. Oh, such a beautiful, beautiful place. And I know that you're preparing for a wedding, but you haven't discussed your wedding at all. Crickets from us. Crickets. We don't post nothing about that wedding. And why is that? Why aren't you talking to us about your wedding? Because I feel like when it comes to being a content creator, being an influencer, Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I think people overshare way too much in general online. Like, some of y'all need to stop posting when you literally piss because like we don't need to know that it's not our business <laughs> some people just share it too much yes. and I also I just feel like it's nice to have a balance of like things that are personal things that are public things that are not you know absolutely so we just decided from day one maybe I didn't put much thought into it before we got engaged but I had already made up my mind like I was not going to be that person that put all of that out there okay I think even before we got engaged mm-hmm. but also I think it's different because you know I'm, I'm a divorcee mm-hmm. so I have like a sort of different perception mm-hmm. to weddings and marriage okay. than I do, I think, the average person. Okay. You are just a bit more cautious in what you share and how you involve people in certain things. Okay. And I definitely just feel like I look at things differently. I prioritize things differently. And I just okay. think that that is something, well, it's not an opinion. It is sacred. Like sacred. weddings are very sacred. Yes. And I also just don't want opinions on everything it, it can be a lot I've tried to plan a wedding before when okay. I got married the first time it's overwhelming okay. let alone when you have like thousands of people adding input yeah. it is so overwhelming and I just did not want to factor those things in so as we shared the engagement because when it was beautiful and Dennis mm-hmm. put so much preparation into yeah. it and definitely like one of the best days of my life absolutely hands down but Honestly, the only reason why we shared that was because you were going to find out I was engaged one way or another. <laughs> right. So I might as well. But even then, we never, like, I never told people we're going to document. Never. Because okay. I just never, I ne- I've never been that kind of creator. Like, I don't put stuff out there like that. Yeah. We're ne- we've never really been, like, a relationship, a public relationship couple. Like, people obviously know I'm with them. Right. But we're not a couple's channel. Even when we had our couple's channel, it was about traveling right but we never really put our relationship actual like relationship so I, we planned on keeping it like that but I you are still getting married yeah of course you're still having a wedding yeah but like people it's just don't like be. the fact that i'm not i'm not an open book about it and yes. it's like but that's pretty that's it's been like that since day one guys like because i think it would be different if like we tease things about the wedding and then all of a sudden we were like nope not <laughs> respect our privacy but like i've never even posted dress shopping nothing like we got engaged and that was it right and i intentionally kept it private kept it offline and i was never planning on changing that and <laughs> me and dennis were very much on the same page we were just like we don't really want to vlog this like i right. kind of want to Keep it keep private. It it's it may seem radical, but I'm like that's the way it used to be. In the, like back in the day, people yeah. did not post their business like this. Now it's haywire. Yes, but it, it almost seems like it almost seems like now it's a radical movement to like not be when you don't. So I'm like confused because I'm just like, isn't that like normal? Right. 
people just I guess not. they want to they want to be there. They want to be at your wedding. They want to know is, every detail, which is fine. But like, <laughs> as a per, not as not even as a creator, as a person, it's just not wise to tell everybody everything all the time. You know what I mean? Like, that's great you, advice. Yeah, that's great advice. Even if you aren't a creator, you can't tell everybody everything. You shouldn't. And speaking of advice, what are some key elements that you think are important to have in a relationship? Like absolutely necessary elements. Communication, number one. Okay. You got to be able to like say what you mean and mean what you say. So if something's bothering you, don't be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Don't drop breadcrumbs and try to make hints. Just go to your partner and say, you said this. What did you mean by that? You know, because okay. before I react, I just want to make sure. Or if you, you know, hey, when you did this, it hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the person will be like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize it. I'm sorry. You know, and you give them the opportunity to fix it because that's what you do. And I think the best advice is to still look at your relationship like a friendship. So, like, if I'm playing a scenario in my head, like, if something happens to me and Dennis, I'm like, hmm, if this was my best friend, how would I react? Okay. I like you know that. what I mean? It's a good way to look like, at it. Like, treat your partner like you would a friend. Right. And if you can't look at them as a friend, then... That, that, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a good advice. Yeah. yeah I, think- I think you should treat them like you would treat your best friend, because that's what they are. That's, that's your what best they are. friend. Yeah. So if, if Dennis does something, and I'm like, hmm, what's going on here, sir? Right. I'll bring it to him, and a lot of times it's just like, oh, I didn't even realize, or you know. But giving that person the benefit of the doubt instead of being like sneaky mm-hmm. or sneak this. And first of all, keep your business offline. I cannot stand mm-hmm. when I mean I love my friends. Most of them actually don't even do this. But you know how like when you're following somebody, mm-hmm. and you can tell they're going through it with their partner because they start posting quotes <laughs> and they start resharing. <laughs> yes. you're, you're you're gonna lose something valuable one day, like them oh, weird. Oh yeah. Cryptic. Oh yeah. Just just don't even do nobody that. Nobody cares. Don't even do Sis. that. Like go and and t- tell it to your partner. Yes. And if you cannot communicate that stuff with your partner, that's probably a bigger red flag. But the internet cannot help you, and that's not what they're there for. It actually just makes things worse. It does make things worse. It does. So that's Absolutely. Good. That's great advice. How do you deal with conflict in your relationship? I'm if, a pretty head-on person. Okay. If I if something feels weird, I'll just tell the person right then and there. Okay. Because it'll really bother me. It'll, like, fester at me. So I, I just see. have to say, like, why'd you do that? Like, <laughs> sometimes I'll literally just be like, why'd you, why'd you do that? Like, I'm confused. Like, <laughs> am I missing something? Like, can you piece it together for me? Okay. And... It works well. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. It works well. That's good. No. I'd rather just like, I'd rather just like confront and be wrong mm-hmm. instead of overthinking it. Cause you know, I, I have a, I can't be an overthinker and I don't want to, I'd rather just free my, my, my thoughts and my yes. anxiety of that feeling and let it know, be done and over with. Let it be done and over with. That's good. Let it be done and over with. I have a popular question from the audience. Ooh, okay. So you can answer this. How do you not lose yourself in a relationship? You're dating someone and you're so involved with them and you're just in clouds, in the clouds or on cloud nine, whatever they say. How do you not lose yourself in that? If you're with them all the time, you're constantly thinking of them, talking to them, and you're thinking about your future, you're just wrapped up in them. What do you do to make sure that you don't lose yourself and completely mesh yourself with this person? That's such a good question. And I feel like when you love someone, like when you love someone, you literally like want to crawl inside of them because you just don't want to separate. Like that's how it feels to be in love. And that's what I have. But this is also, I think, a maturity thing. Mm -hmm. 
Keep your friendships intact. Mm -hmm. It's so important, especially to have women friendships. Okay. Because I know a lot of people like to push this narrative. Oh, women are this and that. You're probably the problem. If you don't have girlfriends, you're the problem. I know you're not going to like this answer, but with maturity, trust me, it is so important to have other women around you. It is crucial keeping your friendships intact and not losing your personhood. Like my, my relationship is one thing and my individual personhood is another. Right. And I value that so much. Like we're sort of a package deal, but we're still two different people. Mm -hmm. So I still try to cherish and hold on to things that I like doing on my own. Like I keep a sense of individual individualism. So like having my own hobbies, alone time with myself. And this is something that I practice every day. So like every morning I'm usually like, doing my 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 morning routine by myself because like Dennis will already have started work because like I said he gets up two hours earlier <laughs> than me he is like a morning person yeah but yeah, spending time uh-huh. uh, some peaceful time to yourself is so important yeah and when your friends make plans with you mm-hmm. it's okay to leave the house yeah and follow through your man will be fine <laughs> so yeah I think but keeping your friends is a big one keeping I think that's so one. true that's so true a lot of times you just it's always like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Because you're with your significant other. So He'll still be there when you get back. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be all right. He's He can take care of himself. So I have a fragrance line called Fine Forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> just a little fragrance line. Just of some, a little something, something. And we just launched two new fragrances. I want you to smell two? them. Two? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Yes. What? Two new fragrances. <gasps> it's called the Faith Collection. So oh, that's beautiful. Yes. That. They're two Faith related fragrances mm-hmm. um, and they smell completely different Ooh. and they smell different than the debut fragrance 2911 which yes that one you have yeah and- me and dennis both love yeah it. oh really mm-hmm. he likes it? it yeah he does wow so many men wear this fragrance it's yeah. so interesting to me i like how men i feel like we're reclaiming women perfume men perfume like dennis will wear rose dennis will wear peach he'll wear really vanillas. he wears everything he does not shy away like even if it looks girly mm-hmm. air quotes girly mm-hmm. he'll wear it like perfume is perfume it smells good it smells good and i'm sure it smells good on him it smells really good on him yeah and every time he smells i'm like what i always forget because like it smells different on him yes so i'm like what is that kind of like when i smelled you i was just like what is that i've smelled that before and right he told me and i was uh-huh. like oh it smells completely different right yeah it smells so good on him he loves it and we both do that's great thank you mm-hmm. so much so i want you to smell it and i want you to let me know what you think so does that mean this is my time <laughs> yes to open yes. her up okay Ooh. Oh, this is li- oh, this is stunning. Thank Silent you. Storm and Mustard Seed. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay, <laughs> packaging. Yes, girl. So, what was the inspo with the name? So, Mustard Seed is based off of a scripture saying mm-hmm. that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. then you could say to a mountain, "Move," and it would move. So, Mustard Seed is a like happy, uplifting fragrance. Mm-hmm. Very like. Outdoor gardening, going to the beach. This is very citrusy. I smell citrus. Okay, this smells really good. Thank you. It's ve- yeah. I I think of like the color yellow. Actually, this smells like the color yellow. It does. It does. Yeah. That's exactly it's what a, I was going it's for. It's like zest. It's upbeat. It's friendly. Definitely a daytime fragrance. Definitely outdoors. Yes. There's definitely some fruit in here too. Yes. Yeah. It's I smell fruity, citrusy, and floral. Yes, you know you know your sense. Thank you. I mean, you know, little you can kind of just like that's just what I experience. You know, I could be wrong. I don't know what the notes are. No, they are. 
Oh, okay. Yes, yes. This actually reminds me like it could be a sister to the first one. Yes, but the first one's more dark. It's more heavy. It's mm-hmm. more like nighttime. And I think the first one's a lot more complicated in like a, a way where you have to be a certain kind of person to wear that one. Like you have to really? like like a heavier, a you heavy. Think so? I think so. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that polar. You, you don't no. think so? Mm-mm. Wow. No, I don't actually. Okay. I feel like it's quite friendly. It's quite inviting. Yeah, okay. I do. Right. Okay, let's sell this one. Okay, so this one is called Silent Storm. Silent Storm. Yeah, so this one is more of a gourmand. I really like the bottle. Thank you. And gourmands are my favorites. I can tell from That's your... <laughs> okay. I'm getting like... Mm, this is definitely like more me. They both are because I feel like fruity florals are probably my, no, actually ambers are probably my second favorite. Oh, gourmands are my number one. They're your number one. Yeah, you smell really good like, at gourmands. I love. Yeah. I've always been that way Yeah, since like even high school, middle school. Is this like marshmallow? No, it's not marshmallow. It's definitely no, that would be like, really nice. I'm getting but... like, I'm getting like the color white. Like it just smells very. So it's. It's definitely more of, it's still light, but it's more of a quieter, like evening, maybe like a, like a, yes, vanilla, like a beach evening or even like a city lights evening. Mm -hmm. Um, It's for someone who wants to smell like feminine, Mm -hmm. but not youth, like too youthful. I see. Like an elevated gourmand. An elevated. can be very juvenile to some people, not to me. I love gourmand. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So this is more a little more sophisticated, like a yeah, sophisticated sweet. I get vanilla. I def I definitely think there's marshmallow. Yeah. I get marshmallow. Really? Or something like marshmallow. I love marshmallow. Me too. I'm obsessed with marshmallow. Ah, that's one of my favorite notes. This smells really good. This is definitely more me. Okay. They both are, but this one even more so. And I actually like the fact that it's not so heavy. Like, I would wear this during the day. It's definitely... I think it's a daytime It, it could be, yeah. It could be like a work fragrance. Mm-hmm. It's definitely very light. It's very yummy. Mm. It's very yummy. Very yummy. Very edible. Mm. There's a lot in there. There's wow. So many Beautiful. Layers. Thank you. I'm happy that you but like But definitely. You like Silent Both of Star. them, but definitely this one, yeah. With God, you'll be fine forever. Amen. <laughs> so y'all need more Jesus. Right? So yes. y'all need more Jesus. So I have 10 questions that I'm going to shoot at you. Okay. And I'm saying shoot because they're going to be rapid fire. Yes, so you're gonna... my favorite. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> Answer them as quickly as you can. The okay. first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Favorite hero? I don't know. Taking too long. <laughs> Wait, oh my God. Okay, Wonder Woman... Wonder no, Woman? No, Catwoman, Catwoman, sorry. Okay. Catwoman, she black. Shout out to Halle Berry. It can be... So- <laughs> no, Halle Berry, Catwoman. Okay, it didn't have to be a superhero. It could have just been a hero. Oh. Like a regular person. Superhero. Did I? Girl, yeah. Okay, You sorry, did say about superhero. That. My okay. favorite, I don't know, maybe we'll have to play it back. Okay. I'm her superhero, so I'm gonna say Catwoman. Okay, Catwoman's cute. <laughs> favorite vacation spot? Definitely Greece. How long does it take for you to get ready in the morning? Ah! Okay, ooh. Don't lie. Minimum, minimum an hour and a half. Okay. Minimum. Maximum? Easily I can do three hours. If I'm like, <laughs> What are you doing oh, for girl, three hours? If I'm really, okay, the difference between a one and, a one hour beat and a three hour beat is the detail. Okay. So like if I really, really want to be like perfect, uh-huh. glam, laying on the layers, everything mm-hmm. long wearing, perfection, okay. sculpt, chiseled, <laughs> 
three hours and respect the time because I will use every minute of it. And then also that's hair too. So hair and makeup. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can get with that. And that includes the shower, technically. Body scrubs, oils, Body lotions. Scrubs. Candles. Exactly. <laughs> favorite movie. Ah! Oof. What is my now favorite movie? Um, I, It used to always be The Notebook, but I don't know what it is now. I, I it was I a know. notebook? Yeah, it's my favorite I, movie. I can't That's imagine that being your favorite movie. What? I love that movie. I just, you're a bird. I'm a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I'm obsessed. But I, I need like a time. That's my favorite movie too. What's my new favorite movie? Damn, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about That's that. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I know. But I have like a, it's been dethroned. I need a new favorite movie. Okay. That's like old school. Like, I know. I know. Still my favorite movie though. Favorite movie. I'm going to come back to that one. Okay. If I think about it. Favorite forever mood candle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right now? Right now. Fall, right now. I'm going to say bottom. Bottom. I'm going to say Okay. What does it smell like? Oh, it's just like buttery, creamy. It's like the perfect fall mm. candle. So mm, yummy frosting. Like, oof, it's good. It's oh, like rich. That's so good. Yeah. Very buttery, like a gourmand lover's dream. So good. So, so good. Right. Very cozy as well. Cozy sweater weather. Okay. Pet peeves. People who stare. It's so freaking rude. Like, please don't stare at me. Like, mm. especially. So my thing with like staring is like, if they stare, like I usually smile to okay. like make the situation less awkward. Right. And if you don't smile back, it's really like. That's actually. Yeah. You're weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're weird. Because sometimes I feel like people don't realize they're staring. Yes. But if I smile to make it less weird and you're still staring. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to give you a stank face. <laughs> Literally, because it's hard for me to not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a stank face. Because I can't even help it at that point. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh. Yeah. What are you looking at? Teeth or something? Like, <laughs> hello? Yeah, staring. Favorite way to spend a Saturday? Cleaning. Really? Yeah, I like to clean. You do like to clean. I like to organize my stuff. Your stuff is so, like, quaint and clean. and I love it. I love, I'm good. a tidy girl. I love tidying things, putting things away. Does it, it, like, help you, like, relax? It's very relaxing for me. Yeah, okay. definitely. It's yeah. definitely very therapeutic. I just mm-hmm. like taking, I like the process of taking care of things. That's nice. I really like to take care of stuff. So if something looks, mm, let me just buff that a little bit. Let me, <laughs> I like it. I know. I I, I see I you do. doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm, my hands need a little lotion. Yeah. <laughs> in my body. I know. Yeah, I, I, I like taking care of things. That's nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. What's something that no one knows about you that they can know? Uh, something interesting. I don't know if I'm that interesting. You're the only interesting. thing that comes to mind is that I can raise both eyebrows. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, when did you start doing that? I've always been able to do that. That's, that's hilarious. Like, no one cares. That's just the one thing I can did y'all know that? I, I mean, know. sorry, I'm so sorry. That was so anticlimactic. That's the one thing I can think of right okay, now. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute, girl. If you were giving a million dollars right now and you had to spend it immediately, what would you spend it on? <laughs> what would you do with it? Don't know if I would. I don't you know. You have to spend it. I have to spend it? You have to spend it in some way, shape, or form. Ah. Uh. I mean, you can give it to me. You know what? I probably feel like I'd find a way. I'd probably take like half of it and like invest it in something. Okay. The other half, I'd probably maybe buy my mom a new house. Buy my, oh. I'd buy my mom a new house. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I would. That's I would. Sweet. Either buy my mom a new house or flip the one that she has. Okay. Because she is obsessed with her house, but she likes doing things herself. And I'm like, you know, people, you can like. Pay people to do your floor. Like you don't have to do this yourself, mom. Yeah, yeah. I, buy my, I buy my mom house. Oh, that's sweet. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one you can answer. You can take your time to answer. 
What does happiness look like to Jackie Aina? Ooh, I think peace of mind. Going back to that, definitely mm-hmm. peace of mind. Peace of mind. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you happy. That's like pure happiness, in my opinion. Just like not having to worry about things, mm-hmm. not having anxieties. Definitely. And happiness is being in love, I think. Aww. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. It is. <laughs> but that's for the most part. Like, if you're not in an estranged or weird situationship. But right. yeah, happiness is for me being in love. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. <laughs> well, you seem happy. You seem so happy. And you look happy. It's thank written you. all over you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, thank for being you. here. Thank, thank you, you for having, having a, our first guest in the Dr. Daff Show. Thank you for all of your wisdom that you shared and just allowing us to step into your life a little bit and just know a little bit more about you. Um, I think you are so inspirational and so beautiful and such a wonderful, warm person. Whenever anyone has ever met you, they always tell Michelle, she is so sweet. She's nothing like I thought she was. Mm. And that's just the truth. That's See? just the truth. <laughs> that you are just such a beautiful person. And I'm Thank just you. so happy that you're in my life. I love you so much. <laughs> so proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you, girly.